Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of A Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. This is Emily, and today I'm joined by Jim Harrell, Manager of Pulmonary and Respiratory Therapy at Sharp Memorial, to talk about sleep health for night shift workers. Running a hospital is a 24-7 job, which means that many of our Sharp Healthcare employees are working non-traditional hours. With that comes the potential for unique challenges as it relates to sleep health. The good news is, is that there are a variety of strategies that you can try to help you sleep better and minimize the effects of sleeping against the clock. So welcome, Jim. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So before we get started, would you mind telling listeners just a little bit about yourself and your background, what you do here at Sharp? Sure. Professionally, I'm a respiratory therapist licensed by the state of California. I have about 40 years of experience in respiratory therapy. I'm a member of the American Association of Respiratory Care and the American Association for Sleep Medicine. I've been in charge of the sleep lab at Sharp Memorial Hospital since about 2008. And the sleep lab, we see both, uh, we do inpatient studies and outpatient studies, which by that I mean we have come, some patients come to our inpatient area and sleep overnight and we test them there. And our other patients, we send them home with a home sleep study unit and they sleep in their natural sleep environment at home. And they bring the unit back and we can diagnose their studies there. It, the one that we do in the lab is a little bit more complicated and more uh, for farther reaching than the, the ones that we send home with, but they're both accurate and uh, will give us a good idea of what's going on with a patient's sleep. Thank you. It's uh, always really fascinating to hear about the different roles and all of the incredible talent here at Sharp. You know, it's one of my favorite things about recording this podcast is we have the opportunity to hear from all sorts of different staff here at Sharp and what their areas of expertise are. I personally didn't even know that we had a sleep lab over at Memorial. Um, I'm sure a lot of people do, but this is, you know, one of those great things about this podcast is we get to hear from so many different people. Um, So thank you again, Jim, for being here. But without further ado, I always tend to talk too much in the intros, so I'm gonna hand it over to Jim, and he's going to share specifically a little bit more about if you are a night shift employee, what can you do to help better your sleep? So in terms of working night shift, uh, we talked a little bit about um, how working night shift can pose really a variety of different challenges. And probably one of the bigger ones, at least I would think, um, would be sleep and your sleep quality, your sleep health. So I'm wondering, Jim, what are your thoughts on this? Is this a big issue? Well, let me me just tell you this. First, I think it's important that we define what shift workers are because the effects... Expand, uh, of sleep deprivation and sleep issues related to shift workers extend beyond just the night shift employees. The National Sleep Foundation defines sleep worker as anyone who works outside the normal business day. We, we here at Sharp Healthcare uh, are certainly familiar with our doctors, nurses, and supporting staff who work around the clock. Some other professions that fall into shift work categories would be airline pilots, mm-hmm. police officers, People who work in the customer service industry, commercial transportation drivers like big rig drivers, and just to name a few. 
Shift workers uh, have sleep issues that usually fall under the category of what we call circadian rhythm disorders. Uh, what your circadian rhythm is your natural sleep-wake cycle. So uh, uh, some of the effects mentioned uh, are both quality, that you mentioned earlier are both quality and sleep health. However, the effects of um, working night shift extend beyond just sleep quality and sleep health. Shift workers are at an increased uh, risk of health-related issues. For example, one of the more prominent ones is memory loss and ability to focus. Also, especially if you're diabetic, insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, which is kind of the over-encompassing thing of high blood pressure, high blood sugar, high triglycerides, low HDL, which is your good cholesterol. Shift workers are also at increased risk for ulcers and heart disease. So my list that I just told you is not really exhaustive, but you kind of get the idea of what's going on, that shift work can really affect your health. Definitely. It sounds like it's a multifaceted dilemma, right? It affects so many different areas of your health. Exactly, exactly. So I'm curious, does everyone who works night shift, does everyone struggle with sleep? Um, You know, what about people who may be categorized as night owls who like to stay up late? Uh, Is it easier for them or does it affect everybody just the same? No, sleep is really individual. Not everyone who does shift work has a sleep disorder or affected by working night shift negatively. negatively. Um, however, in regards to night owls, even though most adults need seven to nine hours uh, during a 24-hour period, exactly when our bodies actually need to have that sleep kind of is dependent upon genetics a little bit. Some people are what we call larks. Or they are more awake in the morning, and that's their best time to work. So working the night shift probably wouldn't be good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, night owls tend to be, as you know, people who are more of an evening or night shift person who kind of like to stay up late. And then probably a night shift may work better for them because it's kind of more in line with their sleep-wake cycle. If you know your natural tendency, it might be helpful for you to understand how that because it, you can maybe adjust your shift to a particular schedule that works best with your circadian rhythm, whether it's evening or nights or, or days. Sure. Um, so, if you, for example, if you've always been a night person and you feel most productive in the evening hours, an evening shift may work best for you because your circadian rhythm allows for you to be alert in those hours. And if you've been uh, always kind of woken up early in the morning and that's when you feel more sharp and energetic, a night shift probably won't be the best for you. However, some people do fall kind of in the middle between a lark and a night owl. And uh, it's probably best if they kind of work both shifts to see what works best for them, uh, if, especially if their boss is a little bit more uh, able to kind of adjust their schedule. Certain people are also more, who are affected with, uh, who work shifts are more affected by schedule changes because their internal clock doesn't work very well, uh, or not work very well, but has a harder time adjusting to schedule changes and Changes in their sleep habits hit them harder than others, and these people should be diligent about protecting their sleep if they have uh, issues working nights or rotating shifts. That makes sense. Everybody is different, and it makes sense that everybody would respond differently um, to working night shift. And like you mentioned, if you do have the ability to sort of switch around your schedules based on what works for you, that's a great option. Um, for somebody who is working night shift and is struggling with sleep, 
do you have any tips, suggestions, strategies for things that they can do to help better their sleep health? Yeah, I have about 10 tips I can share. Uh, these can also be found on the National Sleep Foundation website. I have a list of about 10 things that I take taken from the National Sleep Foundation that I can share with the listeners here today. Um, number one, if you're a night shift worker, try not to work a number of night shifts in a row. You may become more sleep deprived over several night shifts if you work them in a row. You're more likely to recover if you can limit your number of night shifts and schedule days off in between so you can get caught up on your sleep. Sure. The second thing I can share with them is to avoid frequently rotating shifts. Um, if you can't do that, it's easier for you to adjust your schedule that rotates from day shift to evening shift to night shift versus the reverse order of that. Okay. So you would go night, day. That's what, exactly what you don't want to do. Oh, you that's exactly go, what you don't want to do. No, you okay. want to actually go from the day shift to the evening shift to the night shift if that's okay. an option for you. That's the best option. Doing it the opposite way is more difficult in your body. Interesting. Right. And uh, if possible, I know it's hard sometimes in San Diego, try to avoid long commutes because they take time away from your sleep. Sure. Uh, this is a good one here that I'm going to share with you. Keep your workplace brightly lit because it promotes alertness while you're on the job. And if you're working a night shift, expose yourself to bright light at, while at work. And if, you have a, and if you have a circadian rhythm disorder, which is that we talked about earlier, uh, there are special light boxes or lamps or visors that can treat that because it's light really affects your sleep. Um, these items are controlled by a part of the brain that's influenced by light. Being exposed to bright light when you start your shift can help train your body's internal clock to adjust to working either nights or evening shifts. Sure. Uh, this is no. This next one is no, not a no-brainer. Limit your caffeine. Mm -hmm. Drinking a cup of coffee at the beginning of the shift may help your promote alertness. But don't consume caffeine towards the end of your shift because, first of all, caffeine has about a half-life of five or six hours. So if, okay. you're, if you're drinking it at the very end of your shift, it's going to probably affect your for the next five or six hours and impact your sleep. This is, this is the one that most people don't think about. Um, avoid bright light on the way home from work. It'll make you easier to fall asleep when you get home if you like wear dark glasses, wear a hat. Sure. Uh, cover up most of your skin if you can because... Your body reacts to sunlight, whether it's through your eyes or through your skin, and that can affect your um, uh, can affect your sleep. And if you have dark sunglasses, the wraparound kind are the best. That's interesting. We uh, at Sharp Best Health have heard, and maybe you can um, bring some insight onto this: the that there are blue light blocking sunglasses that are specific to really working on yeah blocking the blue light that you'll get from the sun so that when you're driving home you're not exposed to that and your melatonin levels are um right and not only does that help for blocking from the sun also any kind of screen that you use whether it's your cell phone right your tablet your computer uh the blue light on there does affect your sleep so if you can block that blue light that'll sure. that'll help absolutely okay great uh, moving on with my list of 10, number seven, let's talk about stick to a regular sleep-wake uh, schedule as much as you can. Your body really can craves consistency when it, in regards to sleep. So as much as possible, try to keep to the same sleep-wake sleep cycle uh, as much as possible. 
being get yourself into a routine and kind of stay that way. Sure. That way, your body you, you fall asleep earlier. Your body just loves that consistency. Mm-hmm. And if you have a family, ask them to limit your phone calls or put your phone calls, phone tell your cell phones or your home phone on privacy mode or sleep mode so that you you're not disturbed during your sleep. And at home, if you work the night shifts, use some kind of blackout blinds or heavy curtains to block sunlight. Uh, during your, during the day, when I worked night shift, I used aluminum foil over my windows. So <laughs> keep aluminum it, a, foil. yeah, aluminum That's foil. <laughs> That's, yeah, um, it keeps the room as dark as possible. Uh, sunlight is a pot, like I said earlier, is a potent stimulator of the circadian rhythm. Um, even if your eyes are closed, the sunlight coming to the room tells your brain that it's daytime, so that it can kind of screw with your sleep wake cycle. Mm. Like I said, your if your body is exhausted and you're trying to sleep, and that light coming in will kind of screw up your sleep cycle. So it's really important that you have a dark room. Uh, and another thing, this is a bonus one I'll just throw in here. Uh, it's better if the room is a little on the cool side, less than 68 degrees, because people tend to sleep better when they're cooler, their body's cooler. Um, and then the final thing is, if you work night shift, nap, naps may be helpful. Most people need seven to eight hours of sleep a day, and if you're unable to sleep those seven or eight hours a day, and a continuous mash, and having a short nap may be beneficial to you, but however, night a long nap can be cause grogginess, so try to limit your naps to 20 minutes. That's kind of the ideal time frame. Mm-hmm. If you go over 30 minutes, uh, you're probably going to wake up groggy, cause you, and the reason why that is because you fall into a deeper level of sleep, into REM sleep, which is a deep level of sleep. And it takes you a while to kind of recover from getting, if you wake up from REM sleep, you feel groggy. And so that's how come some people, if they take a long nap and they wake up, they're kind of groggy for an hour or two after that. Yeah, you kind of feel worse than you did before you went to exactly. sleep. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you're going to take a nap, try to set an alarm for like 20 minutes or 25 minutes. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. So, yeah, those are really great tips. So, thank you, Jim. Just out of curiosity, you mentioned before, on, uh, earlier in your tips, that you should limit your caffeine so is there a specific time that you would recommend to stop drinking caffeine? Like I, I think I said earlier that the half-life of caffeine, which is half-life means that the time it takes a drug, which caffeine is, to um, degrade down to half of its potency is six hour, five to six hours for caffeine. So okay. five or six hours before you t- want to go to sleep, make sure that you stop taking any kind of caffeine. Okay, so that would probably be, what, two or three in the morning? Yeah, depending on what time your shift gets off. Yeah. You know, if you work, if you get off at six, maybe a little earlier. If you get off at seven, probably two o'clock okay. in the morning. That makes sense. So yeah. that's a good rule of thumb Yeah. to Absolutely. stop sure drinking is. caffeine around six o'clock. Yeah, uh, and some people are more sensitive to caffeine than others. Sure. So, you know, you have to kind of judge that yourself. If you know you're sensitive to caffeine... Maybe not, maybe not even take any caffeine if you're going to try to go to sleep. So. Right. I know for me, I can't even drink decaf at night <laughs> or else I won't be able to fall asleep. But yeah. I'm probably more sensitive to it. Like you said, other right. people are more immune. So just knowing what works for you and uh, doing doing what's best for you. Exactly. So as we sort of wrap up today's discussion, do you have any more recommendations or insight to offer about sleep health? Yeah, I can recommend a couple things here. Uh, first of all, you can check out the National Sleep Foundation website at www.sleepfoundation.org. They have a whole bunch of articles on sleep health, which include sleep health for shift workers. So if you're working a night shift and you want some more tips, more other ones besides the ones I've given you, 
you can go there. And the other website I recommend, and this is from the American Association of Sleep Medicine, they have a whole patient information portal, and it's at www.sleepeducation.org. And there's everything you wanted to know about sleep disorders in there. Plus, there's stuff about uh, to go into a little bit more detail on sleep disorders related to shift working, and also more tips about how to overcome shift working and how to get a good night's sleep and have the best sleep healthy you can for, if you work on an off shift. Perfect. Thank you. I will go ahead and put both of those websites in our show notes so okay. our listeners can just access them easily through there because you're right, there is a lot of information out there um, and really great tips in addition to everything that you provided today, Jim. So thank you again so much for coming. I really appreciate everything that you shared today. I certainly learned a lot and I'm sure our listeners did as well. So thank you. Well, thank you, Emily, for inviting me here to speak on sleep hygiene for our uh, shift workers at Sharp Healthcare. It's an important talk at, I'm sorry, important topic that affects many of our employees and many people in our community as well. It definitely is. So thank you everyone for tuning in. And as always, all of our resources shared in today's episode will be in a, available in the show notes. We will include those links as well to the websites that Jim suggested. If you have any questions, comments, or episode topic suggestions, do not hesitate to email us at sharpbesthealth at sharp.com, and we would love to hear from you. All right, until next time, thanks, bye. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on sharp.net.